Hello and welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy. Learn all you need to know about the safe, ethical, and responsible use of ayahuasca for healing and awakening. Meet the wisdom keepers, space holders, and guardians of this powerful plant ally. Hear directly from the people about their ayahuasca healing experience. To embark on your healing journey or to start a new career in psychedelic assisted therapy, go to my website avatarhealingarts.com and get in touch with me. Thank you for liking, subscribing and sharing this video. Please leave a comment and enjoy this episode. Well, hello and welcome back to our podcast, Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy, and I'm here today with Kezaya, and she is a sister, like a friend, and also a client of mine, and I'm so happy that she accepted this invitation. We were talking about this for a while, that she might come on the podcast, and I've been lucky and honored to, to work with her for a good year and a half. And uh, yeah, it's, there's just a lot of nuggets of wisdoms, I think, that it's worth sharing. So that's why we're doing this episode today. So stay tuned and, and, and listen till the end of the episode to, to receive all the gifts and welcome, Keziah. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Nina. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so our usual first question, you know, our listeners are already familiar with this, like what brought you to the medicine a little bit about yourself? I know that you live in the States, but you were not born in the United States. So how was your journey as a person? And then, you know, what, what brought you to, to the mother ayahuasca? Mm. Thank you. Um, well, I was born and raised in the Philippines um, during the time of the Marcos dictatorship um, and raised by parents who were very much involved in social activism and labor union rights, but and also in community health, right? So I was fortunate to be raised in an environment that was very close to working with farmers um, and supporting farmers and the health of the farmers. Um, um, my mom was trained in acupuncture and shiatsu and um, herbal medicine. So I was very fortunate to be raised already in that um, way of life. Um, and interestingly, what brought me to the medicine was related to um, my, my upbringing because in 2020, um, like so many of us, um, it was a moment of uh, resurfacing of things that needed to be really dealt with, like um, things that we, the pandemic offered this, this space for us to work on what we need to work on, including triggers. And so um, the, the extreme um, kind of measures that public health measures triggered my childhood trauma. Um, and that led me to seeking um, just to be open to support that's out there. I had already been studying with herbs and um, developing relationship with herbs. Um, and when this opportunity came for, um, for a medicine um, person from San Diego to come, um, we, we hosted a, a retreat at our place, um, small rural place in Washington state. 
And um, that just opened the doors for me to uh, really connect with the medicine and bring me back to um, things that I needed to heal. After several opportunities to connect with the medicine, my mentor who we invited and introduced us to the medicine in the first place um, opened the opportunity for me to go to Peru and study with his teacher um, in, 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 the, in the outside of um, Pucallpa. And um, at that moment, I really went for, I wanted to meet the plant, you know, working with plants, I wanted to meet the plants in person. And I wanted to go deeper in my healing. Uh, my great grandmother, um, who's Kankana'e from Northern Philippines, kept appearing in my ceremonies and in my visions. And she instructed me to go to Peru. Um, at that moment, I didn't really understand. I didn't know the connection. I hadn't met her. I know she hadn't gone to Peru. <laughs> so, um, but I followed. Um, and my first time we went was in the May, May of 2021, still kind of in the middle of the pandemic. And the first um, message that I, that I received from the medicine was to let go of my narrative. Um, the narrative that I'd been carrying, um, having been in some ways really exiled from the Philippines during that time and and uprooted um and i ask you know well if i let go of my narrative then who will i be and that just kind of opened the doors of of really exploring and also i did not expect that when we went there i thought it was just going to be ceremonies but um it was an intensive dieta with the plant noyarao um, which in our teacher's tradition there, um, they regard it as the father of all plants. And, um, and, and it was a very intensive, like I said, intensive um, experience. And I, it just really brought me deep into connecting with the other plants. Um, I connected with the Bobinsana before having met the plant, even having heard the plant, um, so I think from then on, I, I, I also um, just opened to the idea of our teacher there who um, his approach is we're there to heal, but also we're there to learn how to hold space. Um, in that moment, I really wasn't sure if I was ready, but I was open to learning and I was received very deep healing. And so when I came back, um, I was in a, I had the opportunity to assist um, holding space. Um, and I think uh, for a few months after that, I really, I noticed people would come back and I became really curious about integration, you know, what makes people come back. And so that is when um, my partner and I were constantly, you know, searching and learning um, and stumbled upon your podcast, Nina, on Spotify and um, listened to many of the episodes and 
felt like, oh, I, I need to um, learn more about this. And that's how I contacted you. And, um, and also felt like I, um, I learned a lot by receiving also. So um, as I decided that it's important for me to work with you um, so that I understand from a personal level what that, what integration could look like. Since then, I have been, um, I've gone to do another dieta last year in 2022. Um, but also um, in between that was called to uh, really connect with the plants in this region. Um, the first is the, the wild rose and the cedar. Um, these two plants came to me the first time I went to Peru, and even right then, our teacher there encouraged me to diet with them. Um, I wasn't ready yet after I came back. There was so much to integrate. But last year in 2022, after coming back from Peru, I felt like, okay, now I'm, I'm ready. And um, uh, facilitated a small group um, here uh, working with the wild rose. It was really interesting to do it in a context of it's not in a retreat I mean we we held smaller retreats but not like a 21 day 30 day dieta so but what I learned from that is that it's also so important to connect with the plants here and this summer this coming August um, we'll work with the mother cedar aplicata, and um and cedar has been coming a lot also in to me and in my my visions and ceremony and not only so much to learn about the medicine of the cedar but also to really explore how we can be of service to the plants um so it's been so enriching um doing the ceremonies because even plants I have, haven't personally dieted with come. And I feel like they really are, you know, here to connect with us, to, to work in partnership because it's important for our, our evolution is, is so much tied to their evolution. Um, and I guess the other thing I want to share as part of that journey, which has been instrumental is, um, delving more into plant spirit medicine led me to learn about energy medicine and led me to study with um, the light body school of the four winds um, founded by dr alberto violdo uh, so i have finished their energy medicine certification and going into their graduate um, studies and it's such a compliment because energy medicine it is something um, I felt like that is what Mother Ayahuasca led me. I wanted to understand more context, and she led me to study study with that, which is a medicine from the Andes, from the Quero tradition, um, because also the major archetypes in that tradition, um, the four directions of the medicine wheel, are also the archetypes that that we that are so present when we hold ceremonies. Um, so along with that, I also continue to um, learn from my mentor in San Diego and connect with our teacher and their family in, in Peru. 
So <laughs> hope that wasn't so long-minded. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's really important that people understand, you know, what goes into when when somebody is really being called to this path and the learning, you know, the learning that goes into, as you said, you were already like uh, working with plants before and had a very intimate relationship with plants and the spiritual world, which is, you know, for a lot of western people already is like what are you talking about the plant spirit what is that <laughs> right so you know you you come from an environment from a background when for you this was almost like natural part of life and 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 then you were called to go deeper and you know a couple of things that you said uh, I, I would like to highlight that it's so important that you go to the source right if you really call especially with the ayahuasca uh, on a deeper way to work with this plant not everybody not necessarily I'm not saying other ceremonies are not good that are not in Peru but I think if you if you want to go deeper right then you go to the source and to meet the the plant and the people the guardians and 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 you start learning right you start having your personal experience you start uh, um, just working your on yourself with the help of the medicine you you have your teacher who is an indigenous you know coming from the lineage bringing the wisdom you have that professional guidance right uh, apart from that you you mentioned that you listen to all the podcasts read all the books because of course it's important for you to know right to have all the information from this topic so so that's another way of learning and then you also came to me you know specifically you know learn and deepen your integration practice and your understanding in that level and then on top of that right you went to the 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 four wind school you know to learn amazing techniques we might want to touch on that later but so so there is a lot there's a lot of learning preparation and first is like learning 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 practicing 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 and then being an assistant you know a type of apprentice you know working alongside people who are doing this for a long time and 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 reputable and and wise and and you know responsible so so you you are in that assistant role you know from the student and then you know you might be called to step into leadership you know in some shape and form but this is a process and this takes time and you put in a lot of energy you know your time your money your commitment your dedication like all of these things for for this to happen so thank you for sharing about that and how was that in your life because I think it's it shows you the like that yeah there is a lot here it might just happen like from today to tomorrow so you know the leadership and stepping into the leadership I remember that was one of the things you know that was Kind of interesting in your life when you came to me right and at that time I remember you were in that assistant type of role and you were called you know to to your next step so do you want to share something about that and how was that experience for you yeah um yeah so I was assisting um I would say about for a year and then um just I had felt started to feel like um really wanted to know is this is this really for me um and my my 
my mentor, Ricardo, um, would often say, you know, the plants, in some ways, they also choose us. We don't just get to choose the plant. And so I really wanted to honor that um, because it is a big trend out there. And, um, and I wanted to honor um, if this is really something for me. And so I asked that um, and the, the message that I received all, well, it was more of a, an image, but image of people who kept coming into our space. And when I saw that, I felt like, oh, this is a responsibility. I guess it's a responsibility that I have the choice if it's something I, I choose to do, want to um, need to continue or not. And then shortly after that, I was put in a position where um, the the our team that I which in which I was assisting um, kind of uh, decided to part ways, and I was put in a position to lead. <laughs> and so it was. Um, I'm so grateful for for Ricardo because he was always there to guide me. Um, and and also our teacher in Peru. So that um, and the plant, the plant um, has been also my teacher and so many, so many ways and learning from her how to hold space and and um, so yeah, it's it's become a, an interesting journey. But as you said earlier, you know, um, the importance of continuing to to educate ourselves and deepen our our training has has been part of that stepping into leadership absolutely and and let's just say that it was not only the medicine called you you know personally yeah. to step into that role but also you received permission from your teacher in peru you mm -hmm. also received confirmation from me you know like encouraging you and 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 giving feedback yes. that this would be an appropriate step so i think this is also something important to to emphasize because i think people can go really bad with that oh the plan told me this you know so I think it's important that we kind of double check especially you know with the mother ayahuasca that she can be very symbolic or we can project our own desires you know to what we believe that means mm -hmm. so until you are really very confident you know to interpret those messages and to make sure that this means that you know it's it's important that you have human <laughs> checkpoints you know are like yeah i think that's appropriate yeah that i think you're ready so so you make sure you know we always have multiple kind of affirmations just to stay safe because unfortunately i've seen people who was like the plant told me this and that and i'm pretty sure that the plant never told that to them but it was some other energy they were interacting with um, unknowingly right so mm -hmm. uh, you know what what was like if you can share some details about about your journey stepping into that role like personally for you as as maybe a, as a woman or as a foreigner or as just a human being you know like what were the personally the most challenging parts that you need to kind of work through that you can kind of earn that or you know step into that space yeah thank you for <laughs> kind of bringing me back to that time <laughs> um 
yeah, I, so I was in a team of three male bodied and I was the only woman in that team. And um, I felt the dynamic of, while we are supposedly working with a, a spirit of mother nature, you know, and how medicine connects us a lot with a divine feminine within each of us, whether we are male or female, um, I could still, I, I experienced some some setbacks in terms of just the typical male <laughs> way of, of imposing. And I, I had to um, really check on myself with what I was observing. Um, I did a lot of observation and uh, finally I was in the moment of just like speaking my truth and having to um, assert that. Um, and the challenge for me um, is, is not to second guess myself, you know, and to trust that because after time of observing and um, speaking my truth, and as a, as a, I would say, as an immigrant, a woman of color, um, from a different culture here, in terms of um, holding space, somehow the people that are drawn to come here, somehow what I'm hearing is that's what they're looking for, a different perspective than other space holders in the region who, you know, mainly grew up in the U.S. and have more of the American perspective. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a beautiful way of turning around, you know, something that might have been a challenge in the past and it becomes a gift, you know, because it enriches you, right, with more perspective and experience that other people might not have. And I think, you know, that is so true what you're talking about. I'm not so familiar if the same truth is true for men the same way as women because I think for women this is this is a particularly um, challenging topic you know stepping into leadership this is not something that we ever did or were allowed to even think of right so there is a lot to work through I think for women who are in this space and who who hear that calling and who are yeah yeah step into that you know and 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 serve this way i think we have a lot of personal baggage around boundaries around trusting ourselves around speaking up speaking our truth and all, all these kind of things um that that you know obviously it's our personal process and 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 the medicine and other you know supporters right help mm -hmm. us to to deal with this so how do you feel that my program, you know, on coming and having these regular meetings with, with me um, helped you or supported you, you know, in, in, on your path, you know, with the medicine? Well, it was tremendous support. Um, also choosing you as a woman <laughs> and also from an, I would say, though, you say you come from the West, I feel like your experience is different um, also coming from Hungary and um, having lived in other places and now living in Mexico I uh, and connecting with people internationally in this in this work in this field so for me um, it was very helpful because it helped me see where I was in a larger context in some ways it helped me connect 
to a larger community and you were the conduit for that and the people that you bring to your podcast. And also because my teachers are male, <laughs> um, uh, my mentor and my teacher in Peru, they're male, like having you as um, my integration mentor has been very helpful too, because your perspective, especially in the integration, which is kind of a new thing, I think. We, the, the my, my teachers, they're about holding space and ceremony. Um, but the integration part is something that I was really wanting to learn more and that working with you has offered that and have made me see, just kind of helping me see that things that I also do in my life is integration. And it kind of helped me demystify what that means. And so I'm able to share your podcast to um, participants that that are drawn to come to us and also just give some insights from my experience so that for them, it's also not a, a far-fetched thing, how to integrate, that it's something that we naturally do, but it can even be better if we intentionally do it and we have the, the right support for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I feel, you know, that it's important that we have these spaces because as you said, we have blind spots, right? Mm -hmm. I, but I go to other practitioners, to my colleagues, you know, I refer my clients to other people. I refer people to you. I've been to you as a client, you know, because you have some magical skills that I don't possess, you know, so um, it's so important, you know, that we um, do this because it's hard to figure out when you are in your story, you don't see your blinds, you, you just don't see it at all, you know, once there is another pair of eyes, another human being reflecting to you mm -hmm. as a Right, that some, uh, things become clearer straight away, right? For you, as you said, you know, start to see a different perspective, you know, a bigger perspective, the bigger picture, and and that um, kind of speeds up your process because now you have the information, the awareness, and makes it more easy because you you are not banging your head in the same wall, you know, multiple times and until. <laughs> realize and and you know the penny drop <laughs> yeah thank you for bringing that point nina it's so true because it's it is helping us see through our shadows and um in a way it's like well we're we're, we're always needing to work on ourselves and we need other people to help mirror that back to us because even if we hold space, we don't have all the answers. And there are also things we need to work on. And I think that's, um, that's what working with you has helped me a lot, like things that I need to work on as well. <laughs> And if somebody is telling you, uh, guys who are listening, that they don't need a physical teacher and the medicine is their teacher and they don't need any more learning and teaching because they they process everything that I would say huge red flag, you know, definitely to investigate more. <laughs> possibly a type of spiritual bypassing so again you know just your audience just to when you are choosing a practitioner when you're choosing uh, somebody who serves the medicine who does integration who does any kind of healing work 
it's um, it's your responsibility to make sure who you are putting your life you know into their hands so to say like so if people need to educate themselves about you know how to assess like if somebody is a legit person if somebody is you know um a responsible ethical transparent honest you know so on and so forth that are so important and if somebody is like that you can go up to that person and ask who is your teacher how long you have been learning what you have been doing and that person would disclose to you happily like you know like you did right now and and would not be offended by these questions at all right so mm -hmm a little and and this is very very important because this is what allows people to hold and to create a safe space love you to talk about a little bit like what is a safe space how to create one why is that important in terms of healing you know and yeah anything yeah absolutely yeah for us creating a safe space well first of all we we check if this is the right um medicine in the moment um, for the participant. Um, we make sure that we understand their, their health history and what's going on for them and also what their intentions are going into this experience. Um, and after going through that process um, of making the space as, as accessible in terms of um, clean, <laughs> just a, you know, physically, energetically, a clean space, um, and orienting them in the beginning, what they can expect, uh, physically, emotionally, um, during the process, we do some breath work in the beginning, to help um, as a tool to that they can lean, lean on to um, during the ceremony. Uh, because we want them to know that they do have agency to, to give them some tools to to go through the intensity and move through the intensity. Uh, making a safe space is really giving time for each person and what they need and not forcing them. Like at the very end of ceremony, we do some sharing as uh, part of helping initiate you know bringing to consciousness the images the, the experience starting to articulate them in a way as part of integration um and some people aren't ready to share uh so like honoring that if they're not yet ready uh so i think like it's a balance it's a it's a balance of and also letting them know like like somebody want if somebody wants to um do something like creating a safe boundary like yes you can do this up to a certain point but we invite you to you know um maybe not stay too long outside if you if you feel the need for fresh air come back um but if if that's something having more fresh air is what they need so one of us need to be there i work closely with my partner we 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 co-facilitate and um so, so it's that balance of listening to what they need, but also letting them know that what we also think would be helpful for them. Hmm. Yeah, there are rules. <laughs> yeah, in other words, <laughs> there are rules. And it's important that we have rules. So yeah, just help understand our audience that 
who does it depend on if the if the place is safe or not like whose responsibility is that you know if we talk about a plant medicine ceremony mm -hmm. well as as space holders we have that responsibility exactly um, the responsibility of the space holder who is serving the medicine yeah, to set up a safe space. It's not the responsibility of the participant, you know, the, the responsibility of the participant is to check out the, you know, the person who serves and make sure that they are safe people, but but it really depends on the, on the people who is serving and who is setting up the space and opening the portal, right? And the altar. Mm -hmm. So um, can you say a little bit about what does it depend on if an individual who is serving the medicine, this particular medicine, is opening a safe space or not a safe space? What does that depend on? Mm. Um, it's very important for us as space holders to create sacred space and to be aware of energies that may come in um, that are intrusive. Um, whether they are from outside or whether it's something that a participant maybe unconsciously bring with them. So when that happens, like we have to be, um, as my hunter would say, uh, the, the trunk, we have to be like the trunk, the steady trunk in the, in the space. And that we know we have, because we, we, are, we work with allies, in the mm -hmm. spirit world. And so knowing who to call um, mm -hmm. and that that they are there. And and for me, at least that does happen, you know. So clearing whatever needs to be cleared mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, to energetic, you know, um, intrusions. Also when it comes to if if a participant may do something that could could be um, distracting or yeah distracting somebody in a way that, that impedes their journey like to to make time and space for that to to um address that with that person yeah in ceremony and after ceremony to check with them thank you thank you so this is something i think crucially important i i would love you know a lot of people listening to this that a person who is holding the space has to be able to recognize intrusive energies. So that's the first step you have to recognize either, as you said, it's an external intrusion into your sacred space or it's, you know, some people's personal stuff, you know. Um, and then you need to be able to deal with it and clear it, you know? Uh, so even recognize it is not super easy because some energies or entities very deceptive and can appear to be different than they truly are. And, and then dealing with them, you know, that, that there is a training for that and you have to learn, you know, both things you have to learn how to recognize how to clear these energies and maintain the safe space. This is crucial. Mm -hmm. If somebody has no training to do this, if somebody has no, hasn't developed their skills to be 
confident and competent to do this. And as you said, have already a toolbox of plant allies, you know, who you can call upon and check with and, and have their support and help, then I would say that person has, has no business of serving any kind of medicine and they, they shouldn't do that, you know? And you can ask people like, where did you learn that? Who did you teach? You know, you can ask like deep questions of people like, you know, how are you holding a safe space? Can you tell me that? And, you know, so thank you so much for for sharing so deeply about that. And, and if you if you want to add anything or if you want to say an example to that, for example, when you can, can you say actually a juicy example of when <laughs> there was an energy who was you who was, you know, deceptive and it didn't appear like that first and what happened? Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, I do have two things to add to that. Well, the ex juicy example, see how much can I share? Um, yeah, um, there, I think it's actually happened more than once where it's an energy that creates a lot of chaos and, and, and distraction and kind of like noise, you know, creates a lot of noise. So sometimes it can take time to discern what's going on. Um, so there was uh, an instant where I felt like, oh, this energy of sabotage, like there's something that's trying to sabotage this process. And what I got was the skepticism and the doubt, like about this work. And um, as soon as I recognized that, cleared it but also just stayed you know stayed focused and afterwards um in the integration um just listen to what every person said and then they said I, I i wouldn't say anything specific i just say in general like this is kind of the uh, what it felt like you know that needed to happen there was there was a lot of like noise <laughs> And and a couple of participants um, shared honestly, uh, bringing their negativity and bringing their their skepticism, and in the end was kind of humbled, you know, by the experience. And I just I could just could feel the during that process of of discerning the medicine meets them meets their energy with so much love, you know, it's just with so much love. Um, even though it's like, it's so strong. It was so strong, kind of destructive in a way. It's just humbling to see, experience like, oh, well, love really, just the energy of love and light topples it all, you know? And the other thing that I would add also is, um, as our teacher in um, uh, Dr. Alberto Vildo would say, like our best protection is our healing. And so I think that is why it's so important for me to continue to also heal as a space holder, because that is the breast protection that I can, it helps me be in my role and help create that safe space. Well, I hope to that, I hope. Um... This is so true. And I just want to bring up an example. Why is this so true? Uh, we we had an incident. I talked about this on social media when somebody contacted me online and this person was in a spiritual emergency because of an unsafe ceremony. So exactly what we are talking about, 
unfortunately, this person was in a ceremonial space where the person who held the space who served the medicine was not qualified, was not skilled, was not healed or integrated, you know? So um, unfortunately, because of this, an intrusive energy connected to this person. And when this person came to me almost a year later, she was at the edge of a nervous breakdown. She was like about to lose her mind, you know, she couldn't eat, she couldn't sleep anymore. She was like life, her life was deteriorating very rapidly. And, you know, I referred, you know, to, to you, this client for an extraction and before we can do any kind of integration work, which you graciously did. And it totally turned around in, you know, immediately how she felt. But can you, can you talk about that a little bit through this example, you know, because what we talked about and shared a little bit after that even though this was an unsafe space and this was an external energy, but this person had a personal wound, you know, that made it possible to this energy to intrude and to attach to her and to, you know, wreak this havoc on her life. So, so if you can talk about this a little bit, you know, from this perspective, why, why is our healing so important, you know, because yeah. we are, what happens when we, when we don't heal ourselves? Yeah. So in our energy medicine training, we learned that, um, you know, we all have this energy body, you can call it an aura. Um, and uh, as our teacher would, uh, the a nice metaphor for it is, this energy body is the software, and our physical body is the hardware. So this software contains information um, from our childhood, all the way to the present, also from our past, our, our genetic. And so um, there are areas in our that we carry. So when we have wounds that were not resolved or um, we disassociated, you know, and we haven't part of our soul parts were lost and didn't come back, these became these areas of vulnerability are easy hooks for intrusive energies to attach to. So yes, when we when we put ourselves in a situation where we're very open and um and vulnerable, then we then those those are opportunities for intrusive energies to come. Not just not just in ceremonies that are unsafe or but also like in social spaces like bars and stuff like that. Absolutely. And thank you for clarifying that. And that's why any authentic healer, you know, will prioritize their own healing and awakening, you know, uh, and have their own path and continue, you know, this continuous development that you are talking about, understanding that even though in some areas we might be leaders or space holders, there are other areas where we are still students, you know, humble students, and um, just, you know, we need to uh, keep working uh, so so we can be more integral and we can we can create more safe spaces right and have more people because uh, as you said the more wounded we are the more vulnerable we are to mm -hmm. everything you know everything that is yeah. not positive or uplifting so let's say so um 
I think this is this is important again to emphasize, you know, that we we have to prioritize this and people have to also understand that if, even if they are a victim of some energy intruding on some level, they attracted that energy, they were a match to that energy, and it's their responsibility to deal with that part of the story. So yes. this event won't recur, you know, this was a, a pretty extreme case that we come across lately, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but 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 this is this was like a warning flag. This was like this is this is totally possible. And I don't know what would happen to this woman if she doesn't come to us. Probably ends up in an in a mental institute. No, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Because she was kind of losing her mind. She was like questioning like everything, and 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 this can happen, you know. And this was this was because of that intrusive energy. Mm -hmm. so, uh, anything that you that now there is the psychedelic renaissance you know and people are flooding to psychedelics and and thinking this is the new magic peer which we talk about in this podcast why this is not true but it is a powerful ally for us to you know support our healing and awakening and and there is many people feel called to this medicine we always talk about calling with the mother ayahuasca and that that is something real and true so mm -hmm. what would you say to the people who are super naive media tells them this is the magic pill <laughs> go and take ayahuasca and and they really call you know like they are not just wanting to do it out of social pressure or something but they have a personal calling but they don't have any experience or understanding what do you think would be the most important thing you know to to say to them up front i i would say to start with personal healing you know and it could be continuing to work with a medicine you know a trusted um space holder um or a trusted teacher uh I think continuing to work with personal healing as you we've already talked about. And I also really connecting like the dietas are very important if you want to do this work. <laughs> and and it is it is a, not an easy process to do a dieta. Um, and I think and it's an ongoing on ongoing process too. It's not like one dieta, you got it. No, it's 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 ongoing. So I I would say. Um, like you mentioned earlier, you know, really going to the source and meeting the people um, and also supporting the people, supporting the community, because sustainability is such an important thing we need to look at if we want this medicine to be available. And the medicine will be available when the community is supported. It's, it's the medicine, the source of the medicine is not separate from the indigenous community where this tradition comes from. And so I think maintaining a, a relationship with the community and, and continuing to work with them is an important part of this too, because I'm, I'm learning that this really is not so much about what can we get from the medicine, but how can we also serve the medicine? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, there our evolution as a humanity is tied to the evolution of the planet. So I think having a, a grounded perspective of this work where we are going just beyond our spaces 
or our imagination or plans of having a space and having people come, like thinking of it in a wider perspective of like connecting with the communities back, you know, in South America, but also like how we are connecting with the plants in our region. I would, I guess that's my way. It's not, it's not, there are many, many ways, but I think for me has been a lot about that. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big, I think, reconnects us to nature, you know, Mm -hmm. ayahuasca helps to restore. Probably you never lost that connection that most of us did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Disconnect and, and, you know, to, to become aware, I think many people on this podcast said the same thing, what you said, but in a different way that they just become aware, the interconnectedness of all life, right? You have a higher awareness, you understand how interrelated we are, you know, with the world and with nature and with the plants and the animals and how symbiotic it is. And therefore you are more harmoniously you know, working with that system within the system while instead of resisting it or destroying it or working against it, right? What we often do. And this is something definitely that I learned through the plants, you know, through this and 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 that that feeling, you know, and that awareness is really, really there. I think it's important people understand that you know if if you really work deeply with these medicines your life will change and your behavior will greatly change your values and ethics and priorities will greatly change so if you don't experience any of those changes and you just keep going to the ceremony then you're definitely missing some point and Yeah. yeah remember that what we always say that you are the healer and love is the medicine and the plants are allies to help us to understand this, you know, and yeah. to live on this, I think, so. Yeah, and I also want to highlight, like I hear a lot of people say, um, it's a tool, you know, use this tool, the plants. Um, and I, I just want to break through that, that that's, that's, that that's all that it is because Actually, the other way around, the plants are also working through us. We're not just using the plants. So I think that um, shifting in the mindset, because again, it goes back to the, is this the magic pill? Or is this like just a tool that I use so that I can do this? You know, it's it's very much like self-serving in a way. And um, what I'm understanding more and more is that, no, this is a partnership. This is a collaboration and in so many different levels. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming. Do you have like any uh, contact where people can find you if they resonate with you and your offerings? Yeah, sure. Um, it's kinaiyahan healingarts.com um should i write it on the chat or yeah, i'm gonna write it in the description guys okay. you know so Great. don't worry about it and and, yeah. and it's a little bit hard to spell but what what does it mean because yes I'm... yeah thank you so kinaiyahan is from one of my mother languages um bisaya or cebuano in the philippines and kinaiyahan means um mother nature and um I chose that word because within that word is the word kinaia, which is our 
individual nature or character attitude. And then ina is mother. And then ha is the breath of life. So I felt like in that word, it just encompasses this work. So, uh, so healing arts at gmail.com. Perfect. We're going to share that. And thank you so much, sister, for volunteering your time and energy and sharing this journey with me. And yeah, thank you for being here today. <laughs> thank you, dear Nina, for the opportunity to share and for working with you. And lots Thank of love you. from our heart, our audience. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay, stay safe on your plant medicine journey and stay tuned for the next episode. Lots of love. Thank you for listening and leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode. Help us grow our community by sharing this episode with your friends and subscribe to our channel to receive the latest on ayahuasca assisted therapy. To embark on your healing journey or to start a new career in psychedelic assisted therapy, go to my website, avatarhealingarts.com and get in touch. And of course, stay tuned for the next episode.